I think one of the foundational principles, premises on which these ideas are based on is this idea that therapists don't get feedback. Do you guys really get that deep down? Do you guys really, do you guys really understand that? Do you, do you buy into that? Because it's not generally, I don't think it's generally realized by massage therapists. I think that they all think that they're getting feedback because at the end of the session, the client gets up off the table, gives them a hug, gives them a tip, says how awesome they are, and walks out the door, that they just go, oh wow, I just... So all day long, you're, you guys are thinking that you're just knocking it out of the park, knocking it out of the park, and then we're getting all this stuff up front. So see, that's the foundation on which all this communication stuff is based on. That we got all, the therapist is back there getting praised to death, and we're getting all these complaints up on this end. And, and the therapist doesn't have any idea that they missed it with the client. Do you guys really get that? Have we done a good enough job of convincing you of that? You, you want to be very skeptical. This, is, this addresses this issue. Be very skeptical of any compliment you get. Here's the compliment. Are you ready? What's the compliment, Allie? Did they, did they rebook? That's your compliment. Forget about anything they say to you other than a rebooking. And here's why I think therapists don't get feedback. Any touch is good. Any touch is awesome. It may not be exactly what they were looking for, but it was still great. And, and so to a certain degree, when they complimented you, they were being sincere. They, they thank you. I think that your average client, do you want, recognizes that massage is an art form. I think the average client understands that. Just like they wouldn't tell an artist to their face that they didn't like something that they did because it's in the eye of the beholder, right? I'm not going to criticize somebody's work just because I don't like it. That's the idea. They have their feelings about it, but they're not going to tell you what it is. They see it as an art form. And if anybody doubts for a second that massage therapists don't consider them their work a form of art, just tell them you didn't like it. Tell, tell them that they're not right for you. That, that, that you, your style is not right for what I'm doing. Ooh. Just like you guys were telling you that you don't get feedback, we also are aware that while we do get more feedback than you, we don't get very much feedback either. So when we do get feedback, if you do get a complaint, we have to assume it represents a larger population. Think about how many sessions we do and think about how many complaints we get. What percentage? Yeah. I mean, it's... Well, we do, we do uh, between the two offices, we do right at two to 2,500 sessions a week. How many complaints do you think? One or two? Yeah. So even, even we get very little feedback. So one out of a thousand. Yeah. So, you know, I just, I want you guys to know, it's not like we're getting tons of complaints and we're just, nobody's getting it. We're not passing that along. We just, in general, just don't get a lot of feedback. We're trying to get more, we're doing things like with the email, and we've gotten a lot more feedback over the past six months since we've implemented that, but it's still, we're, we, of everyone that, so we have 50% of, of all the clients' email addresses, so half the clients are getting the survey, 20% of those are responding. So we're still only addressing a very small percent of the population. Okay. Why don't customers complain? One reason, I believe, is because customers recognize your intent. This was the idea behind my little story in the CDs about people fixing you a nice meal, 
and you not complaining about that meal even though you may not have liked it. You recognize the intent. People recognize your intent. If you're a nice guy, they're, they, they, they may, they, a nice person, a nice, they may not want to complain because you're such a nice person, they recognize your intent. That's another reason. You may or may not agree with the next statement, but I believe it fully. People generally do not like to complain. And I will just point to our 2,500 visits last week and two complaints. I don't believe that all 25 of those, 2,500 of those were thoroughly satisfied, but we got only two complaints. People in general don't like to complain, in general. There are, there are complainers out there that'll complain about everything, yes. But in general, they don't like to complain. So if they can just walk out of the office and say, oh yeah, it was fine, you know, it was okay, and just leave and never come back, they'll, they'll do that. I want you to get this deep, deep, deep down. It's difficult to get feedback. Your feedback, if you were in private practice, your feedback is, is the phone ringing? That's your feedback. In this business, is the phone ringing for you? That's your feedback. That's not what they say to you. They, every, every single client can walk out of there and tell you the best ever, and then if the phone, your phone never rings, here, here's what some therapists say. I get people better too fast. I get them better in one treatment, then they just never come back. People in a state of... state of uh, It's denial. It's a denial. <laughs> now, I just want to emphasize one thing on this communication thing. This communication material that I'm talking about, it's all about the first-time client. All about the first-time client. The stuff that you can you can use this stuff on your regulars. For example, um, you know, how you, how do you want me to allocate my time today around the body? That might be something. If you ask that to your regular, they might really appreciate that. Is there anything? How do you want me to focus my time? But that's just going to enhance things a little bit. So keep in mind that sometimes I I, th I think that's one of the reasons why therapist has trouble with this material because they think of their regulars. And they think of all the exceptions. For example, talking is an example. I say, look, I say minimize talking, right? We, you know, therapists will think about how they just with a bunch of their clients, and their clients all come back and love it. I'm not talking about your regular clients. I'm talking about a first-time client. So don't ever forget that. All of my recommendations, my, my issues about my pressure issues, my this issues, all these things are about a first-time client. They're about you delivering a session with that first-time client to such a degree that they just like, wow, I'm coming. That's why we started the Try 3 program, by the way. Because for a long time here, people would have an Eddie, and it's like, only Eddie. Is Eddie in today? No, he's not in there. Oh, he's booked today. Oh, crap, you want anybody? No, no, only Eddie, only Eddie. It's because they finally found somebody that met their needs, and, and, and now they're not going anywhere else because they wasted so much time. So we had to say, no, we train our, all of our therapists to be at Eddie's, you know? So we did the Try 3 program so they could, they could actually experience that and try different therapists and realize, wow, I can actually call up whenever I need to and go down and get a great session with just about anybody. That, by the way, the feedback that we get, that is mentioned as often as anything that comes up that I can come in no matter who and get a great session. Everybody there is great. That means a lot because I don't, that's why I, I really want you guys to get this rising boat thing because you can, you can promote each other and promote the whole business and everybody wins. 
Okay? If you try to imply that I'm the only one that knows what's going on, well, that's fine. But your client is the loser for that, okay? Because they're going to call up and want to come in, and you're not available, and no, no, no. You know, Natalie's not there, so I'm not coming in. Okay, so... so um, what is the Try 3 program? Oh, it's, it's, it's any time between the first visit and the second visit. You can buy, a, you can buy a, a Try 3 card that allows you to have three additional visits at $39 each. So you pay up front, and then you, but you, the stipulation is that you have to, to have to see a different therapist each time. By the way, this is another note here. This would be really good. Because it's about first-time clients, I would encourage that one of the questions that you ask a first-time client is, how often do you get massage? Why do you want to know that? I was just going to say that because sometimes that will lead to me realizing that that person has had like hundreds of massages and they know exactly what they want. Oh, so exactly. then I acknowledge that ding, and ding, then ding, I ding, say ding. something like... You want to know how often they get massage because if they're a regular massage... Think about these two people. It'll give you a good session. They've been in a hundred times over ten years. Their first massage. Which one of those people do you think has a more clear idea about what they hope that session's about? The other thing is that they have a more clear idea, right? The person who comes in a hundred times. But guess what else? They're telling you they're a regular massage receiver. You get it right, they're coming to you. They must, you know, you get it right, you might have a good client now. Okay, so it, it'll motivate you. I would hope that by asking that question and knowing, it'll motivate you to match what it is that they're looking for and to really be good about the pressure, about allocation of time, about all the things that they, that they um, and, and to be different. Don't ask them, how's the pressure? The other thing it tells you is if it's their first massage ever, it lets you know that maybe you want to spend an extra minute going over what to expect with them. Very good. You know, and maybe... Tell them about the Jenny. My friend had never had a massage. I was like, this is a shame. I work at a massage place. If you've never had a massage, you have to come in. Like, what is wrong with you? So I, I'm like, it's on me. Come in, get a massage. She comes in. The therapist says, okay, what areas do you want me to work on? She's like, oh, I don't know. You know, full body. Okay, great. Go ahead and get under the sheets, and I'll, I'll be right back. She walks out of the room. The therapist walks out of the room, and Jenny's standing there. She's literally in tears because she's so stressed out. She doesn't know how much to take off. Do I do I get under the thing fully dressed? So she takes off everything, gets completely naked, then she's like, wait, is this gonna make me look like, you know, I don't, so then she puts her underwear back on. She's like, well, I don't wanna seem like I, you know, don't know what I'm doing. And then the therapist happened to layer the sheets. So Jenny gets under all 17 sheets, <laughs> and she's laying there, and she's just like terrified. Yeah. And the whole session, she was just mortified, because the therapist had to say, oh my gosh, sweetie, you're under all the sheets. I'm going to step back out, get in the right place, you know? And it, she was It was just, just a bad experience. Bad experience. And if the therapist so, had literally 30 seconds, okay, great, go ahead and undress your comfort level. You can either leave your underwear on, or most people completely undress. Get under the top sheet right here, you know, and hold it back for her. It literally would have taken 30 seconds. I, I hope, I hope that, that you you all, especially on new folk, newer folks, please don't say get undressed to your comfort level. Don't say that. You can say it. You, you can say it. You can say it. It's just like you can say, how you doing with the pressure? You can say it. Or, or the other one is, you tell me if you want more or less. You can say that. Just don't uh, define it. In other words, 
you can get undressed to your comfort level. Most people get undressed at least to their, their under or their, their underpants. If you want me to work on glutes, you can even take your underpants off. That's perfectly acceptable. Either way, and always say this, either way, you're going to be fully covered at all times. Let them know, because see, they don't know that. Please be sensitive to a new person. You guys are going in those rooms all day long with, with people, and you're used to it, 10 years, 12 years, 15 years experience. These people have never had a massage before. Try to be sensitive to that. Take, as Ali says, take an extra minute and tell them in very specific terms what they should be doing. Don't say, get undressed to your comfort level. Nobody knows what that means. You're the only one that knows what that means. Now, let me, let me bring this up. This is really good. Okay, this is another, this is another, I, I don't want to be too overdramatic, but this is another one. Now remember, any of these things can be life-changing in terms of your practice. Any one, of the, any one of these things. That, what I just told you, if you really get that, about how, that can be a huge thing for you. This is another one of those. When someone has a condition that they tell you about, they have a, a neck, shoulder, headache, some area of condition, you have to get clear about what that session's about. Where we see problems is when someone has a condition and the therapist makes assumptions about what the session is going to be about. They don't clarify. Here's what I mean. If someone, if you, if, you, if someone says, what, 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 uh, I'm Steve, I'll be working on today, Shana. Are there any areas you want me to focus on today? That's My the question shoulder. I love to start out with. My left, left shoulder, okay, great. If I just go, okay, okay, we'll spend a lot of extra time on that shoulder today, go ahead and able and we'll get you going, okay? I come in and start working on her. Maybe I make an assumption that she wants me to spend the whole time on her shoulder. Maybe I make the assumption that she wants me to work some extra on her shoulder. But unless I clarify with her, I'm just guessing about how that is gonna be addressed. And I'm saying don't do that. Get very clear with them about what, what the session's gonna be about. Don't assume that it's gonna be a therapeutic level session. If someone tells you they have a shoulder issue that's been killing them, don't assume that it's, did we do enough, did we do a good enough job in the CDs to, to where you guys are comfortable knowing how to decide if it's a therapeutic level session? How do you decide if it's a therapeutic, by the way, what does it mean, therapeutic level session? What does that mean? You have to set expectations. That's correct, but what, is, but what does a therapeutic level session mean? What, what am I, when I say if it's a therapeutic level session, what do I mean? You're gonna work on specific situation. Yeah, there's gonna be some work specific area. There's a specific area that they want addressed. Now, if you think about this, this can be handled in a multitude of ways. Um, and here's, but, here's the, but here's the big picture. Let me, let me take a step back. The big picture, when someone has an issue, the big picture is you have to, and this is what doesn't happen, you have to determine is it a massage with some emphasis, or is it is it is it all about that shoulder? And you gotta. I would encourage you to ask that question. So, uh, Shana comes. Shana comes in. Hi, Steve. I'm Steve. I'll be working on it today. She tells me she's got a shoulder problem. I don't want to do. I don't want to do any assumptions here, right? I want to. Okay, Shana. Now tell me. Here's what you have to. Now I'll first tell you, and then I'll show you how I would do it. You need to, see, I didn't have to deal with this as a chiropractor. When people came to me and told me they had a shoulder problem, I, I got to, I just got to fire, I got to fire away, okay? I get to go work on the shoulder, I'm gonna try to resolve this shoulder issue. They don't come to me thinking, you guys gotta get this, that they're gonna get a massage, right? 
They're not, they're not thinking, geez, he just spent the whole time on my shoulder. Crap, I'm upset. <laughs> they don't say that. But they can with you. You are a massage therapist. They maybe have been to 20 different massage therapists. And every time they told them about their shoulder, and the massage therapist gave them a nice full body massage and spent an extra five minutes on the shoulder and they walked away happy. That's what they think, that might be what they think they're going to be getting. And the reason, the reason, if you guys have heard the CDs and if you've been in class with me, I tell the story about Fabrizio Oberto of the Spurs. I'm working on him and we're doing small talk. Anybody know Fabrizio Oberto? You ever heard of him? He was, he was 2005, he was the center for the Spurs. And when they won the championship, 2006. I'm working on him and I said, well, you must, get, you, must get, you must get a lot of this kind of work over the years. And he looked up at me and said, I'm doing sideline glute medius work. He said, this is the first time anybody's ever done that. Wow. Fabrizio Berto, he won a gold medal with Mano Ginobili in the Olympics for Argentina. Wow. He was from Argentina. He played 10 years in the European League and he won a national championship, NBA championship with the Spurs. This guy's been around the block a few times. He's never had anybody work his glute medius before, according to him. So my point, the reason I tell that story is not is just so that you'll know that if Alberto, Fabrizio Alberto has not received that kind of a therapeutic level body work, what are the chances of your people having received that level of body work before? They think, many people think they're gonna get a massage when they come to you. You've gotta clarify with them. So if they, if they mention something to you, then some condition, then what you wanna do, I don't care how you do it, but you, this is what you need to get clear about. Is, Shana, is it, are we looking to do a, like, a, like a massage today with some emphasis on the shoulder, or are we looking to just really focus in on the shoulder by itself today? What, what are you looking to have done? You've got to clarify that, and then, and then go from there, okay? This is where a lot of folks make mistakes, is they don't, see, most people want some, they want, they want like full body with some emphasis over here. And, and so, her thoughts have just spent the entire time on Some people will want that. Yeah. Some people will want that. And, and, and if, if somebody's had chronic shoulder problems, for, if you go to our shoulder class, you've got, you know, you've got a whole hour's worth of stuff that you could do between working, you know, the lats, which attach into the, 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 the crest of the ilium, to serratus anterior that's going to take a whole bunch of stuff to subscap which is going to take a bunch of stuff which all you know all the muscles of the rotators you know the supraspinatus infraspinatus teres minor major you know working all the biceps muscle working the pecs pec minor pec major you've got a lot of stuff to work on in the show you could spend an hour um, once somebody knows what to do in the shoulder they can start going through and they can spend a whole hour on the shoulder, potentially, if that's what somebody's looking for. Here, now, here's my next point with this discussion. Now, if Shane was to tell me, I want just to spend the hour on my shoulder, you've got a problem, I think. Mm -hmm. And my, my question to you is, what's your problem? I think you have a problem. Somebody says, I just want my shoulder worked on for the whole hour. What's, what's, what's the problem? Is that if somebody's going to point you to an area for a whole hour, the red flag that should come up is that that's a lot of work for one hour. Yes. That's a lot to be done in one hour. You run the risk of over-treating if, if they want that. So you have to be very careful with that. Be very careful with somebody wanting you. Red flag when someone wants you to spend a whole hour on the neck, shoulder, back, any, any part. You gotta be very careful because you're gonna run the risk of, of making them very sore. What would you want to, 
Well, I was just going to say that's kind of where I was going with that whenever I said I can't imagine just working on one area forever because, you know, most of the time whenever I go in with a client, I say, oh, so what do we have going on today? you have anything in particular you want me to work on? And if they say yes, then I'll go in there and I'll get to really working and I'll say, okay, well, I'm going to leave that alone now, you know what I mean, and let them know that I'm moving on because right. I don't want them to be sore. Right. So that's one thing. That's correct. You're, you're exactly right. But, but, but here's the challenge that you have. They, want, they ask you to work the whole time on the shoulder. So, so you run the risk of either over-treating them if you spend the whole time on the shoulder or upsetting them if you, if you work on it for 20, 30 minutes and then move on to other things because now you're not doing what they ask you to do. So you, you, you have a challenge, I think, when they ask you to do it. Okay, somebody just told you now that they want you to work on the shoulder, neck, or back, whatever part of the body. And, and, and hopefully after this class, you've got a little red flag going up and you're saying, okay, I'm kind of a bit of a dilemma here. If I, if I do what they ask me to do, I run the risk of maybe treating too much. If I don't do what they ask me to do, now they're going to think I, you know. So I would encourage you to move towards working, what the, doing what they ask you to do. Where are you going now? Let's just say you're going to, I'm going to try to work this shoulder. Where are you going? Tell me what your sequence can't of events you, can't is. Can't you educate them? Now, here's what I would encourage you to do. Here's the first question that I think you should ask when, when that dilemma pops up for you, okay? The first question is, have you ever had this worked on for a solid hour before, okay? Because I want to know. Oh yeah, I get it worked on all the time for a solid hour. Okay, good, we're good to go. Boom, you're, you're, you're good. If they've never had it worked on for a solid hour, because I, okay, so if it's Shane and me, okay Shane, I'm happy to work on that shoulder for, for an hour. I'm, I'm good with that. Oftentimes, that's too much work for, for, for the, for, for the I, I usually can get most of what I need to get done in a, in a shoulder in about a half an hour. Have you ever had your shoulder worked on for a full hour? No, okay. Full Would you be okay if I spent about 30 minutes on it? And then are there any other areas that you'd like me to, you want upper back or neck? Kind of broach the subject with them and see how, how attached they are to really focus. Find out what, what's, what's, what's going on with that. Why do you, why do you, are there any areas that, that, that you also would like me to focus on as well. If, if, if they go for that and you feel like they're okay with that, then, then you're, you know, because I think a half an hour is plenty for a shoulder, okay, for any part of the body, for the most part. And if, if they still persist in wanting you to focus on this area, then I would go into wherever it was at, uh, about, about the, uh, well, okay, good, I'm gonna work on the shoulder, but you know what, there's a lot of muscles in the shoulder. That would be my second tier line of, of approach would be, to see if I could and tell them right up front, look, I'll work on you for ha about 30 minutes if it's okay with you, maybe some other areas. And then if you do okay with that, the next time I, because typically these shoulder things take three or four, two or three or four sessions to, to fix. Uh, if you do well with that, we can maybe spend a little bit more time the second time around, because I do have an hour's worth of work I can do on the shoulder, but I, I'm, I'm running, I don't want them to, this is my fr this is a first time client, right? This is, I don't want them to, because to, I get the phone calls. If you do what they say, I want you to. I want you to be aware that that's a lot for somebody. Don't just do what they say automatically and hurt somebody. And then a new client. If I'm really getting into an area, you would hear me say three or four times, "This is going to be sore tomorrow." If you're sore from this, please don't hate me tomorrow. I'm, I'm doing it at a level that I think you'll be okay with. But if I'm over treated you know that this will it'll take a couple of days to work through the next time let me know the next time and i will go lighter the next time and then the last thing i say before I, you're gonna you're probably gonna be sore tomorrow for this so just just hang in there with it it'll, it'll go away after a day or two so I, I really prep them for that and i get a sense when i'm working on them of their level of tolerance for pain okay let me this is out of this is totally um 
out of sequence, but I want to say I want to share it anyway. Over the over the last six, eight months, year, people have come to me saying, "What can I do? How can I how can I get my request rate up?" I really feel like I should. And and often, this is my this is my first of all. I say, if you listen to CDs, listen to them ten times. Try to do everything that it says in those. And then this is my second recommendation. And it's counterintuitive. It totally goes counter to what you'd think would build your request rate. Now this is this is for people who have issues, who have a condition that they need multiple treatments, that that they've had a problem for months and years, and and you think there's a whole, a possibility that you can help them, and you say and you're recommending three or four or five or six whatever treatments it is. When you make your recommendation at the end of the treatment, give them your card with the names of three other therapists on the back, and say if I'm not here. Here's three other therapists I think will do a great job for you. Why? Uh, first of all, have I made that? Have I personally, to any of you, made that recommendation? I have. Okay. Um, why? If, those, if you know the answer, if you know what I would, what, I, what my, because I, I have an idea about why that, what, that's valuable. For those of you who, are, who haven't heard it directly from me, why might you think that I think that that's a really good way to build your practice? Just caring <laughs> concern for them as an individual. That's exactly right, in a nutshell. And what they were wanting and needing. You are showing that you care about them. You care about them so much that you're telling them, come back and get the treatment that you need. I don't care if you come see me. Come and see any of these three people. Now, there's a couple of reasons why I recommend this. I actually would not have thought of this myself. Okay, I'm not, I'm, I'm not. I'd like to think I was smart enough to think of it, but I, I saw therapists doing this. And it wasn't therapists that were book solid for three or four weeks out. It was people that came on board with us and they did this from day one or day two or week one or week two or week three or week four or month one or month two. They were doing this. I saw them do this. And then all of a sudden I see them building their, their schedule. Their, and I think it's that. I think it's that... You're showing people that you care. You show, and they, they appreciate that. And the fact of the matter is, they want to come back and see you. People that do this will tell you that some of the people that they give that card to do indeed go see other people when, they, when they're not available. But they very often come back to them because they know that you have their best interest at heart. See, here's the thing. If you, if everybody, I, I've, what I say is that a rising tide raises all boats. If you will promote, okay, if everybody here did that, everybody promoted Oakhaven, then do you know how many times Allie has to answer a phone and say, and, and they're saying, is Shane in today? And Allie says, no, she's not in today. She'll be in next Thursday. Oh man, I need something today. Can I, would you like me to schedule? And we always do this. We always say, would you like me to schedule with someone else? We'd like to try another therapist. No, no, no. Shane is my gal. No, no, no. If you could hear up front how many times that conversation happens, because think about it. We're open 80 hours a week. You work 25 hours a week. You're here 25% or 20, 30% of the time that we're open. If everybody's doing that, everybody benefits from that. 
and it, it, it's, it's. I've actually, I know people are doing it because I've actually had people say, "Is Ivan available?" And they'll say, "Well, he's not. Would you like me to recommend another therapist to you?" Oh, well, he said to try. Yeah. Da -da 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 -da. Yeah. Are any of them available? And yeah. they'll say, "Well, actually, yes." 